Hello fellow riders, it is your host Rusty James. It is Tuesday, February 28th, 2017, and this is the ride. Well, I cracked open my Bible Gateway app this morning, listened to the smooth sounds of Max McLean, reading out of 2 Timothy, Chapter 2, the part where Paul is explaining that we shouldn't be argumentative because arguments lead to quarrels and we shouldn't be quarrelsome. It destroys, I think it destroys our ability to teach. Which was interesting because in this day and age we are definitely in a quarrelsome state. And in some ways, I don't know how you can avoid it because each side is feeling justified, maybe even from a moral perspective. It's kind of like, isn't that how the Civil War was? You know, you could ask, why were we fighting within ourselves? If you've researched the Civil War, which I haven't, by the way, not much, but I know a little bit, and I, I know that both sides believe they were fighting for a noble reason, maybe a moral reason, and yet lives were lost. Death ensued. Quarrels. Not that I noticed it a whole lot on Facebook, all the quarrels, but you know, I know that they're going on. I just kind of dialed down my Facebook usage lately, just because I've been busy with other things. I didn't see real brutal quarreling going on, but then again, I didn't want to look for it either, so I have been happily staying away from that. Yeah, but you look at anything else out there in the ether, in the news, whatever, there's quarrels going on. Late night TV, I'm glad I don't have TV. <laughs> If I want to pick up anything that's of interest, I'll, I'll find it online. But, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to figure out what the practicality of not living a quarrelsome life is. Does that mean that when somebody challenges you to a duel, <laughs> that you just back down and don't fight? Well, isn't that what Jesus did? He spoke against the devil when he said, Get behind me, Satan. He challenged that. He challenged the moneylenders in the temple. Now, with hindsight, we could say, Yeah, look at that. I mean, he did the right thing. It was totally moral what he did because it, they were desecrating the temple. But the religious people of the day were not happy with him. So the religious people of the day saw what he did as perhaps sacrilegious. So there's a, there's a differing moral compass then, and each side probably thought they were right, or at least thought they were right enough in their own minds and their own twisted morality that they held to a belief that was wrong. Well. Every one of us, I think, has a 
piece of our decision-making capability that's still twisted by the old man. So none of us are perfect when it comes to that. And so we shouldn't quarrel. I hope that you don't consider what I'm talking about today as a quarrel, because I'm not going to go into political realms. I'm not going to do that. But if there is challenging conversation and challenges to what you believe is truthful from the Word of God, then what do you do? Do you sit there and take it? Well, you know, I've realized a couple things. That because all people are not perfect, some people might get it wrong. And then I have to ask myself, well, am I the one that's responsible to make sure they get it right? That's one thing. Am I the one that has to solve the problem right now for them? Because, you know, I'm, I must be right. And uh, so I need to let them know what's truly true. Well, because I'm flawed too, I might be leading them down a slightly skewed path. So what do we do? And I think what I've been doing with you all for so long might be the appropriate way which is to simply point you to scripture. I mean, if there is scripture that you know that is totally clear in your mind in addressing this situation this other person has not correct, certainly say, hey, but do this in love. Obviously, you must do this in love. And throwing your words around on Facebook, I don't think is showing a lot of love. It's arrogant. I think, but that's just me. No, you just say, hey, look, um, you know, I hear what you're saying. Let them know that you're hearing what they're saying, for one thing, because people like to be heard. Two, say, you know, I, I can see how you might see that way, but take a look at what this says in Scripture, and then let them look it up. Let them read it for their own, for their own self. And then, I don't know, just leave it out there for the Holy Spirit to to sink in. Some of these things, you can't change somebody like right now. And getting angry at them isn't going to do anybody any good. messes up both of your days. Jesus didn't get angry at people who didn't know the truth, the ignorant. No, he realized that there was an opportunity there to teach and to preach, to spread the good news in a way that would be received. So that's one thing you can do, is point squarely to the Word of God. Obviously, if it's a tense situation, and you can sense it in the Spirit if it is, then you are praying in the Spirit during this whole process. And perhaps the Spirit of God is telling you, you know what, this person is locked in their way of thinking. You're not going to convince them to change right now. It's good for you to understand that that may be the case. And no amount of words is going to change things. I think trust is what brings people around, and they might not trust you at, the, at this time. So that's one thing. It's to point them to the Word of God. But then I have this other thought. How do we maintain quarrel-free did you ever notice how Jesus handled himself when he was going to the cross? 
there's power in the word of Christ. Would you agree? Everyone says yes. Well, when he was confronted by Pilate, there was times that he was asking, Pilate was asking Jesus certain things. And you know, Christ could have said just a few words and probably gotten off the hook. But that wasn't the Father's will at the time. It was a deeper a deeper issue. God's agenda is deeper than your personal happiness. Why do I say it like that? Well, it depends on how you define happy. If you if happiness is the absence of pain and the absence of trouble and the absence of conflict, then God's will for you is not happiness because those things will be around. And you think, man, that sounds like, why would I want anything to do with Christ if that's the case? Man, that stuff's going to be around regardless if you believe Christ or not. The will of God is that you are tight with the Lord Jesus Christ so that in these situations of conflict, you can rest in the peace of Him. And you can be, and see, this is why the defining happiness is so important. Because you can be happy in the midst of the storm. If you know the storm's going to be around at times, we can still be happy in it. We don't have to be happy that we're in it, but we can be happy in spite of it. This whole quarrel thing, I'm, I'm thinking in practical terms, how do I avoid being quarrelsome when I have certain opinions that I feel are valid. And if I look at Jesus again, and he went to the cross and he was, he was asked, you know, basically, defend yourself. Tell me why I shouldn't do this. And he was silent, like a lamb to the slaughter. Maybe what we need to do at times, instead of being quarrelsome, we simply be silent. And I think that that works well if you have established yourself as a believer in Christ and you have been clear with what it is you believe, what it is you align with. And so those around you know you enough to know that if you're not speaking about a certain issue, you realize that it's contentious enough that it would start quarrels. But, you know, maybe more importantly, it lets those around you know that, you know what? He doesn't feel the need to quarrel about this. And I think people will look at you as somebody who's wise. Like I look at Jesus standing there, not defending himself before Pilate. Jesus was wise there. I'd like to be wise. Also in that chapter, in Second Timothy I'll touch on this the next time because I have run out of time. But we will look at how there are different roles in the kingdom. And there are different tools in the kingdom. And we represent different roles. And there are common ones. And there are those that are made for a specific purpose. And you want to tune back in because I'm going to take a look at it in a unique way, I think. And it's not saying that one's better than the other, necessarily. 
Well, maybe it does. You have to tune in and find out. All right. So you stay in that word. You live in peace and you pray for those who persecute you. And stay out of quarrels, man. It's not helping you. It's not helping those around you. It's not helping your relationship to the Lord even. To get all up in that net of argumentative stuff. Just don't do it. And if you don't know, if the ways that I told you today don't really sit well with you, then find out what the Word of God says about quarrelsome activity and arguments. I'm pretty sure it's got something to say about it. All right? So you live in peace, and I will see you on the flip.